0: Welcome to Objectively Speaking, everyone. My name is Jeremy Paul.
1: And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 12, game 12, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Dallas Stars. And after a night full of many milestones, um, some hockey hugs and a huge Cam Atkinson smile, we take home the win in a 4-3 against Dallas, and it was a much better night.
0: Oh, for sure, and and it definitely, like, it was one of those games where as you got closer to the end of it, it started to feel like the other games that we kind of had control of, at least on the scoreboard for most of the night, where I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, when does this go south? And I even tweeted from our <laughs> account, I was like, oh, six on four, what could go wrong here at the end of the game with Dallas getting um, getting a power play and also having the ability to pull Kodobin? Um, yeah. That was that had disaster and all over it, and for us to be able to squeak it out to get a win that's huge over a team in Dallas that is a good team and to do it in regulation so that way they don't get some extra points even better mm-hmm. um so yeah, I mean it's hard to not leave this game feeling good. I think there's definitely a lot of room for improvement still, and I think it's nice to know that the guys are going to get a couple of days here to recuperate before they play Carolina for the first time uh which that That'll be interesting, I think, and you know, Mm -hmm. feels it feels good knowing that we're going into this little like two day break with a win, and we're not going to sit on a on an ugly loss for these few days before this Carolina series.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad we did not extend it to a three game losing streak, and then to have two days off. Well, technically they have tomorrow off, and then they practice on Saturday. But you know, to then have that sort of longer break in between, I just think it would have been hell on wheels um, for us, so I'm glad that we could pull it out, you know, and and get this win with lots of, like, I mean, outside of that, there's still quite a few things that need to be fixed and adjusted. There is a lot of, like, really exciting things that happened um, in tonight's game. I mean, starting with the, the opening goal from, you know, podcast favorite, Oliver Bjorkstrand, um, and which allowed uh, Seth Jones to get his 200th assist. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. And then we move on to new guy, Jack Rosselvik, gets his first goal as a Columbus Blue Jacket. Um, I really hope that his mom and dad were there and probably crying. And I love his response in his post-game interview about what he was going to do with his puck. They're like, so where's this puck go? You know, it's a big deal. And he's like, it'll it'll go somewhere. <laughs> my thought is that he hands it to his mom, and his mom does something with it, is my, you know, I figure most hockey moms, that's what they would do. Um, and then follow that up with goal number three by our other new guy, Patrick Liney, in a goal that was just so fun and fancy, like – what did they call it? Like a, no, it was. It was like he did like a swirl thing, and then he backhanded it in.
0: That was called take a chop at the puck and hope it goes somewhere. In my opinion, there I don't. There was some
1: fanciness involved.
0: I don't know. I, that it looked like around. a put, That looked like a put it on net and hope for the best, and it went in. And those goals well, are good too.
1: Thank God. Thank God. He seemed very happy to sort of get that initial initial one with a, a lot of help from Max Domi. Um, and then, of course, the game-winning goal, the 200th career goal for Cam Atkinson. That boy did not stop smiling for the rest of the game. Um, it was very exciting, and it was a very Cam goal. It was um, a play that he and Oliver drew up on the bench um, before the face-off, and both of them were just as astounded as everyone else that it worked out perfectly. Um, And even Torts was like, (laughs) even Torts in his post-game interview was like, yeah, no, that was crazy that it worked out exactly the way that they talked about it on the bench. Um, And so kind of a perfect situation for a to get Cam another goal so that he can start feeling more like himself, but also, A big, beautiful goal for number 200. Um, It was great to see the bench react to it. Nick gave him this huge hug because, as we all know, Nick is also one away from 200. Yeah. So no yeah, lots of lots of milestones tonight
0: i know a huge hug and then a kiss on the on the on the helmet it was so good it was just so wholesome
1: <laughs> like uh, the cutest big brother ever just correct you, buddy you did it
0: 100 <laughs> and that and that's what this team needs right like and and i think you know i, I think it might have been towards that said it or it might have even just been on the broadcast where they're talking about you know the whole team gets energized when they see a guy who's just such a staple with the team kind of get his energy back and they get energized and seeing, you know, you know, that guy who's been a part of the franchise for so long, finally start to claw his way back to where he needs to be. And, and so that was exciting. And you could tell, like, there was a little bit of an energy. I mean, like, and then like we go, I'm pretty sure we went on the penalty kill after that, not too long after Cam's goal. And like Nick was down in the Dallas end zone for, you know 15 20 seconds just like with the puck and like was forechecking and and was you know doing everything he could to keep the puck in, in their zone and and maintain mm-hmm. some possession and it just seemed like that was like just such a catalyst for the team really getting going and playing with a little bit more high energy so yeah i mean that was great to see and and i hope i hope that that just spurs more i know that they say that that kind of stuff can be the thing that gets a guy going and i just hope that it is because like we talked about last episode, he's getting the chances. They're just mm. not going in. And so, like, hopefully this is the start of them going in.
1: <laughs> Fingers crossed. And, I mean, he said in his in, – he did two different post-game interviews. Um, but the one on the, the ice before he went down to change, he said, you know, he's like, I know the difference between me doing what I need to be doing and not getting shots in. I know eventually that they'll go in he's like, when I know I'm not doing what I need to be doing, that's why things aren't going in. He's like, it's just a matter of time. And so I do really think, based on the couple of different interviews he's done this week, I think that goal really lifted a layer of that stress for him. And so he's feeling looser and like, okay, this is like, he's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And like, weirdly enough, Um, as happy as I am for him, I kind of wanted, I wish there would have been like a little, even though we probably would have ended up losing if there was, but I kind of wanted there to be a little bit more time at the end because right, you know, the last few seconds of the game, Nash like Nash blocks a huge shot, just like full force takes this puck, blocks it, it goes away, and then in the last final seconds, um, Ben shoots the puck straight at Corpy and Corpy just like takes it (laughs) and you can see him like go towards him I really hope that he was just like got it -er." (laughs) MFR.
0: yeah I mean Corpy has that kind of swagger about him and you could tell that Ben was just frustrated and that's the thing right like Corpy like there are obviously some goals um tonight like Dallas scores three, but they're a top-notch def- or offensive team, right? Like, they're going to score mm. their goals, and so but I think Corpy, like, takes that like, it's literally like the Michael Jackson meme, or Michael, oh my god, Michael Jordan meme um, where it's like, and I took that personally, like, that, like I do feel like he feels that way after every goal he lets up. I mean, you saw it, like, last year when he was out here breaking sticks and shit, like yeah, he does, like, he takes it to heart every time that happens, and I think for him, like, to be able to be like Actually, you just aren't gonna score. I mean, you could tell he was frustrating some of those guys, and, and you even texted me during the game, you were like, I really don't like this Jamie Ben guy. I mean, like, they are stupid good. And Steven Shrek texted me, future guest of the pod, and was like, Oh my god, they score on everything. Mm-hmm. They score on every power play, like they are stupid good. And and yeah, like like you said, like, it is hard not to hate some of those guys. Like the Jamie Benz, the Joe Pavelski's, the, I mean, like everybody, Dennis uh, G- Gurianov, is that how you say it. Um, mm. Like I know way too many. And that's how I know that things aren't going well is when I know a lot of the names like really cool. well, of the other team. And don't get me wrong. I, I like to consider myself a, a student of the game. And so like, I do know quite a few guys like, yeah, like, I've got Jamie Ben and Joe Pavell. Like, I've got them down pat. But when I'm hearing names of guys, I'm just like, who the fuck are you?
1: <laughs> Where did you come from? No, it's the same. I mean, I was going to text you tonight and be like, I really just wish Jeff and Jody would stop talking about the Dallas Stars players. Because I was like, I don't care. I don't care how good they are. Like, you're you do not report for the Dallas Stars. But it is one of those things. It's like, when a team is really good... Like, and for Dallas, I kind of think, like, yes, they went to the the finals in the bubble, but, like, it's kind of like a sleeper situation. Like, they're good, but, like, people didn't really take notice of it. But now that we're in these new divisions and they're sort of, like, kicking ass and taking names, like, people are all of a sudden like, where did Dallas come from? Like, what is happening? And so, yeah, people people around the league like are excited about it. Like, they are, um, you know, they want to see where this goes. And it's like, yeah, that's all well and good. Like, good for them. But like, I would like our announcers to focus just a smidge, a smidge, a smidge more on talking about our players and like that kind of stuff. But it's fine. We can we can move past it.
0: They have plenty of time to talk about our players. They have 56 games to do that, right? And they're just like, well, we'll focus on the other guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, a really good win. I I continue to just be impressed with, um, you know, the play of uh, Jack Roslovic, too. Like, I think it goes without, I mean, this is a third game in a row with um, a point, a two point game tonight. So, I mean, it's just like we heard all of this stuff about like oh like that was an integral part of the trade like he was he was a big component of this trade and you hear that and you wonder if that's just GM speak because like you want to like make it look like you know you got the bigger you know the, the better, better deal. The mm-hmm. deal and all this kind of stuff and you wonder how much of that's also like you know kind of influenced by the excitement of oh we're getting a hometown guy like all that kind of stuff. No, like I, <laughs> I 100% agree. And I know that a lot of this has to do with the fact that, you know, Patrick Laine has been out for a few games uh, or for a few weeks even, and that, you know, he's kind of getting readjusted and trying to figure out this new, um, you know, scheme and this, yeah. And to be fair, Jack Rosalek like, knew some of these guys had worked with some of these guys. Um, but I, Jack is more noticeable to me right now Mm-hmm. like with the way the team is designed than than Patrick Line is to this point and I know that'll change I know you'll ask me at the end of the season I'll say yeah I was, I was crazy but that's a really good sign for us like that's huge and if he continues to play that way like I, I don't see any reason why he can't be a middle six center for this team and I do think that there was some chemistry there with um with Roslovic with cam and then with uh Bjorkstrand. like i, I thought that mm-hmm. there was some chemistry there and i really think that that's a, a solid a really solid uh you know second second pair maybe maybe third pair depend it just kind of depends on the way the lines are rolling that night but that's a really good second pair
1: yeah and there was definitely like the lines are still you know we're going back and forth playing that game of Boggle just a little bit, but there were definitely some, it's some better moments with the line pairings tonight and getting some better energy, getting some better communication on the ice. Um, And, you know, it's, it's coming slowly, but it's coming, you know, there were, I think we could say that there were definitely more bright spots than there were dark clouds over this game, thankfully. Um, And that's a, that's a good sign. And towards, I mean, nothing makes my day happier than a happy torts. Like just for him to not be, you know, upset or potentially raising his blood pressure or making that vein in the side of his head like throb um, is is a good day for me. Um, I loved how excited he got, um, you know, when Patrick got his first goal, he came over and gave him like a a big pat on the bench and um I think that's really important and there was something I don't know if you listened to it or not and I know we've we've talked about it before but Nick did an interview yesterday with um NHL at the rink the podcast um from the NHL and I listened to it um this morning and it was a really a great interview actually we found out that Nick was the only player that they've had two times on, on that podcast. And there's like a ton of episodes. So I was felt very proud that they wanted Nick back more than once. Um, but, you know, he, he was talking about torts and he, of course, they were asking him about the trade with PL and, you know, line and Rosalvik and, you know, what kind of conversation does he have with new guys when they come into the locker room? Like the, the, one of the hosts was like, so do you have like a prepared speech like that you give new players about like what what it's like to play for torts? And he goes, kind of, but he's like, I'm going to say this pretty plainly, like, I'm really tired of having the torts conversation. Like, I'm really tired of people expecting that I have to defend him um, or that there's something wrong with him as coach. Um, I think you. And he was very plain. He was like, I think you can look at his numbers. He's the winningest, you know, American-born coach in the entire NHL. He's the winningest Blue Jackets coach that they've ever had. And, you know, many players will tell you that they have grown and become better players after being under, you know, his leadership. And he, he brought up Delzato, who played for towards. Um, in his very early stages in the NHL when Torts was coaching the Rangers. And that was a completely different version than what we have here in Columbus. But, you know, and Nick very plainly, and which I loved because as the captain of this team, you know, and for a team that's been taking a lot of heat because everyone thinks that Torts is this terrible coach to play for, you know, it's not. And you're, you're hearing that from the leadership. Now you're hearing that from the guys who are controlling the attitude of this team, like lay off our coach, man. Like he's doing the best that he can with what he's got. And he's holding true to what he says all the time. We're finding a way. We're finding a way to play our game. We're finding a way to win when we can. And we're finding a way to make the best of the circumstances that we get ourselves put in.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. And I think, and I think too, to your point, it's just like anytime we win, it's at least another night that I don't have to get on Twitter and see why John Tortorella is like the worst thing to happen to this team. Right. And I, and I enjoy being able to go to Twitter and not see that that's a win. Um, The other thing I enjoy being able to go to Twitter to see is (laughs) Laura. um, And again, like this conversation that we have of like, you can never really tell because this is the other thing I, I need to call you out on this because like,
1: what did i do
0: now oh you swagger jacked me so hard the first time i say on this podcast if you ever see a tweet that has the eyeball emojis that's me girl you have taken and ran away with the eyeball <laughs> emojis like you every other tweet that you do is an eyeball emoji i said laura's coming for my brand but <laughs> nevertheless um throws out the tweet the congratulations cam atkinson tweet and i get a notification on my phone it's like cam atkinson likes your tweet i said what did i tweet and i was like oh no it's 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 objectively speaking i was like laura's gonna shit herself um i was talking to kelly and i was like simply how many minutes of this podcast do you think are gonna be laura talking about cam atkinson's school um and she was like oh wait was that
1: what you oh that's what you said to kelly i was like yeah kelly was shading me and i was like girl
0: (laughs) well i mean to be fair she was like yeah yeah, that tracks." But yeah, no, so that was fun. So I mean Cam Atkinson at least knows that there's a Twitter account called CBJ actively speaking. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, like, why is it spelled this way?
1: He probably saw a canon in the logo and he was like, This is safe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this Correct. is not some weird situation. But no, it was and I mean it's he went through and liked a bunch of tweets about his two hundredth goal. So it's not Like, he specifically liked ours. But it was nice to feel recognized by the man of the hour um, in any small way. And I didn't talk that much about his 200th goal.
0: That is true. You didn't. That was was pretty good. (laughs) That was pretty good. Um, This is the one thing. This is stupid. And I'm choosing to to talk about this a little bit. Okay. You can tell me to shut up. But um, I... I was miffed earlier this week, or I guess it was yesterday, when um, the Jackets announced that they had signed a contract with um, – it was like a two-year contract with Columbus's Alternative 105.7 to do the um, – what's it called? It's like the
1: – The when, secondary radio yeah, station. Yeah, like if
0: there's, if there's like a Ohio if State a, game mm-hmm. playing or if there's something else that has precedent over it, which is bullshit, but that's beside the point. Um sure. Then, the Blue
1: Jackets are a national team.
0: Correct. And then it gets bumped to, um, you know, it gets bumped to that secondary alternate station. It's hard to say alternate and alternative station at the same time. Uh, but they moved away from CD-92-9, uh, which has been CD-1025, CD-101. Like, it's been a lot of things. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, like, local radio station, which... <laughs> Which was, like, Laura and I, like, literally, like, decided not to enter a concert at CD1025 <laughs> one time, like, <laughs> for, for circumstances. No reason
1: for that. And we're not going to talk about <laughs> that because it is personal to me, and we're not.
0: <laughs> the other aspect of that is, as we were sitting here trying to make the decision, we were trying to decide if there were teenagers who had just stolen an ambulance who were going on a cross-country road trip. Like, we were trying to figure that out, too, because the ambulance was from, like, an entirely different state, and we were like, what in the sweet <laughs> fuck is going on? But... All of that to say, they move away from the Columbus, like the local radio station, and sign with this iHeart Radio station, uh, uh, which is 105.7. So, if you're looking for the Blue Jackets games, you can't find them when the when Ohio State's playing. They're on 105.7 now. But I was like, "Damn, that sucks!" Like, especially right now, like where CD, CD has had like a lot of issues, like you know, over the course of the last like decade or so, like with people not supporting public radio and all that kind of stuff. And then they go to like a nationally syndicated, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that sucked. Like I was kind of miffed to see that. Um, I, that's all I have to say about that. I no, just wanted I, to throw it out there.
1: <laughs> no, I agree. And, you know, it's also one of those things like, you know, a lot of companies and the Blue Jackets are a company. Um, a lot of companies are making a lot of very interesting decisions right now because of the impact to the economy due to COVID. Um, that's why we're the Discover Central Division um, sponsorship is a thing. It's why we have sponsorship labels on our helmets this year um, because money, you know, money is money. And it's just a bummer that they were picking a, a money situation over supporting local, especially in Columbus, especially as you've heard of heard us talk over and over and over again about how much the city of columbus is a part of this team but that's all the the business side of it it just it just sucks um you know and it's just a bummer because we do i mean we do get bumped um a lot because of ohio state games so we have to go to that secondary radio station um and sundays but maybe i mean maybe once once and if the world becomes a little bit less crazy, things can go back to other ways, but we'll see, but no, it was definitely definitely a bummer. Um, but while we're on the bummer train, a little bit, should probably talk about what we all found out today, which is Elvis is injured.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think it's a concussion.
1: I also think it's a concussion based on the footage of what happened yesterday at practice and him, A, putting his head down on the ice, but then B, putting his head down on the bench, Um, which is not great because he also got a concussion last year. Um, So, poor Elvis.
0: Yeah. But I know. Happen.
1: And have it have it happen in practice.
0: Well right.
1: Don't hurt your own players. Good God.
0: Yeah, that's the worst part, right? Like it's just like, oh man, like we've really gotta try to get that figured out. Um like not, you know, hurting each other. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But yeah, I think yeah, and honestly, like I was a little bit worried too, like there for a second about Worenski. I mean, I know we talk about how he hasn't exactly been the world's most you know productive player but i mean even t- like today i thought he played pretty well like i thought him and stuff both played pretty well defensively like we're still struggling but it was at least good to see them like up in the play and, and kind of like helping to create a little bit mm-hmm. but um with him like you know it looked like he had some sort of lower body injury or like just like a tweak and so i was a little bit worried there for a second about him but he came back on the ice i don't know how much he played the last few minutes i'd have to look specifically but um, you know, he did come back out from the locker room. So hopefully he just tweaked something. And hopefully these next couple of days of maintenance, you know, hopefully he's good to go when we take on the Hurricanes. Um, because the Hurricanes are definitely – the Hurricanes are going to come into this game pretty, pretty pissed it seems like <laughs> because they lost tonight in – or against Chicago. Been there, done mm. that. Um, but I was scrolling through Twitter and I follow the – one of my like favorite reporters is Sarah Sivian, who's the beat writer for the Canes, um, for them on uh, The Athletic. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Dougie Hamilton apparently said, I don't feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, same. Apparently he mm-hmm. also said, um, our power play was very bad. Our penalty kill was very bad. It's hard to win when you have those things. Well, been there, done that
1: yeah that's um that's our brand although pk we're not terrible at i don't know dallas kind (laughs) of
0: dallas might have ruined that for us
1: true but leading up to that that was like the one thing we could be like like, look our penalty kill doesn't suck
0: (laughs) right right and that's why i'm worried i'm like oh my god how good is dallas because what what what's our penalty kill percentage at now yeah, we're now we're now twentieth in the league. We were much higher before this Dallas. Yeah, we series. were
1: like twelfth or something. Yeah,
0: we have seventy eight point six.
1: Yeah, that was a bit of a fall from grace.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a little.
1: But, but hey, we can build it back up before we play Dallas again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about. It. Yeah, right. We'll just
1: let Dallas ruin our lives over and over again periodically. Can't wait. <laughs> I mean, or we're just going to start being better ourselves. And, you know, hopefully our PK stays pretty good, but also hopefully our power play just continues to improve. And the church said, amen.
0: (laughs) And the church said, amen. Um, I
1: I do want to ask you a quick question. I don't necessarily have a question, but more like get your opinion on... um, the one play, oh, I'm not going to – I know it was in the third period, but we might have been on the power play, but one of the Stars players didn't have a stick mm-hmm. for, like, a really long time. Yeah. He was just chasing Patrick Line around,
0: mm-hmm.
1: basically being his shadow. Right. And Laine was like, okay, what can I do here to help my team – and so he was just sort of like being this weird sort of ping pong ball situation where he's just like, I'm just gonna move all over the place and see if I can make this man follow me. Yeah. And I'd never really seen anything like that before and also because Jody kept going, this man could have gone back twice now to get a stick and chose not to.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of, like, what do you give up, right, like, because even if you don't have a stick, at least you're still a body clogging, clogging the lanes and stuff like that, so, yeah, I don't know, I personally don't think, I, like, this is what I always say, like, I would one day, like, to learn how to skate and, like, join, like, a beer hockey league and adult hockey league, and just for the fun of it, but I watch some of these things, right, like, if I didn't have a stick, promise me the first thing I would do is sprint to the, <laughs> to the bench to get a stick because, like, I'm blocking everything with my stick. Like, I'm not taking a puck to the body. Like, I'm sorry. If you are my future teammate in a beer league hockey, like, if, do not expect me to ever put my body on the line. Like, I simply won't be doing that. It simply no, won't note happen. Note to self,
1: Jeremy's not really a defenseman.
0: Correct. Well, Jeremy's just not ever probably going to do it. But, like,
1: you never know. It's a goal. And i will never do it it would just be a travesty all my bones would be broken
0: me as well that's why i'm nervous but yeah so i listen i'll leave it to them to make the millions and to play the hockey i'll just sit here and talk my shit about it kind of like how i said that like that patrick lineagle wasn't that impressive i was like watching it a couple times after after like i said that and i was like no maybe that was kind of impressive maybe i'm kind of a dick
1: i told you you made me sound like i was dumb you know was-
0: because anybody who's listening to this knows that i was the dumb one.
1: Hear that listeners I was right it was impressive he did like a whole figure skating swirl thing and then backhanded it in it's been a while since we've had like relatively non-messy goals so like let me have this one that he yeah, was
0: yeah that's fair
1: pretty and fancy
0: fair enough Fair enough.
1: just like was watching that man follow like we were on the power play because I kept uh, saying out loud to myself, can we honestly not score on a power play when one guy doesn't even have a stick? Yeah. Um, so could have been that, but the whole time I kept being like, "This is like those people in pictures where you can tell they don't know what to do with their hands because mm. he didn't have a stick, so he was just like waving himself around, right, person."
0: And and it was just be like that sometimes. Most,
1: the most interesting, like 20 seconds of play um, that I had ever witnessed. It was a good time. It was just like, clearly, I'm the target. So I'm just going to move myself away from the rest of my teammates and hope for the best.
0: Right. <laughs> no doubt. Well, it worked. We didn't score on the power play. That's not new. But we did win the game, and that's all that matters. Um, so looking ahead, the Jackets have a couple of days off here before they play the Hurricanes. Elv- or uh, with Elvis Merzlikins being out, like I don't think that we're gonna see Matisse Kivlenics in. I would assume that it's gonna be Jonas until um, we either have back to back, like a back to back situation, or even if that's the case, like who knows if if Kivlenics will go in. But look for Jonas to start again probably on is it Sunday?
1: yes sunday, sunday
0: at, three. at three yeah it's stupid yeah and it's on the nhl network as well as the local stuff so that's fun um maybe it's not on local Is it on fox sports ohio
1: um yeah i think so because normally they say that they won't be doing the um broadcast if it's going to be on the nhl network and neither fair. and our Jean luke said that before they signed off today
0: fair uh, enough i have to say did you see that they're rebranding fox sports at some point
1: Yes, to like
0: it's Bali B A L L Y Bali Sports. Yes,
1: I did. It was very strange. I saw a lot of Twitter comments that was like, We can't even watch the games, and you're sitting here because no one's as crazy as me to willingly sign up for an additional $90 a month just so I can watch Blue Dragons games. Um, but. So there was a lot of like drama about that but again it's another one of those situations i think that in times of chaos and trouble lots of businesses are changing their scenarios so we'll see hopefully it doesn't maybe it'll get the delay to be shorter Cause yeah
0: maybe because
1: <laughs> listeners i don't know if we've ever said this before but when jeremy and i aren't together and we're watching games, Jeremy's game is about, or my game feed is about 45 seconds slower than Jeremy's. And he always texts me whenever there's a goal of any sort. So I always know in advance to like pay extra attention because the goal's coming up. Right. Because the AT&T Fox Sports Ohio feed is drastically delayed.
0: Yeah, it can be. But that's well, Laura, before we wrap up, do you have anything else?
1: I do. I do. I I'm I'm sure you saw this because I did tweet it out from our account today. But um today or tonight was Hockey Fights Cancer um across the league um for a lot of teams. And it was announced today that a longtime Blue Jackets reporter, Jeff Saboto, was diagnosed with colon cancer in November and is currently going through treatment. And so just wanna send lots of love and well wishes to him and his family and hopefully a very speedy recovery. Um, Jeremy and I have both been uh, touched by cancer in our families and you know, it fucking sucks. And the more and more that we can do to alleviate that pain from other people um is is really necessary so big love to him and hopefully a very speedy recovery so but yeah that's that's all my additional information other than our plugs
0: yeah without a doubt well Yes, definitely well wishes out to Jeff Savota at Jackets Insider. If you don't follow him already, he's like right. He's the beat writer for the like employed by the Blue Jackets, not like for the dispatch or for um, like the athletic or anything like that. So, yes, all of our well wishes to you, Jeff, if you ever get the chance to listen, sending our love to you. And if not, we're putting that love and energy out into the universe anyway. Um, So, yes, Laura, wrap us up with those plugs on the social media and let's start daydreaming about a win on Sunday.
1: Absolutely, yes. Follow us on social media. We're at ObjectivelyPod on Twitter and Instagram. We're just skyrocketing in Twitter. We're like 121 followers. Um, again, I am easily uh, um, enthralled by or enthused by minor goals. So thanks everyone who's been following us. Instagram is still slow going, but hey, we'll get there. It's fine um and then please rate review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on Um, it helps us get noticed um it helps them to put us in more feeds and charts like obviously we don't we're doing this because we love the blue jackets and we love hockey and we love talking to each other because we're best friends um but it is nice if we can um spread a little blue jackets hockey fandom um a little further so yeah rate review and subscribe
0: yep absolutely and until then we will talk to y'all soon stay safe stay well and we'll come to you with a earlier in the afternoon evening episode of uh i'm a set of line change oh my god i need to <laughs> calm down i'm doing too many podcasts We'll we'll talk to y'all when we talk to y'all have a wonderful evening bye